Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us uh, on Mosaic Productions podcast. Jody, are you there with me this morning, darling? Hello, is it me you're looking for? I can see. <laughs> I don't know what, where that came from, but I felt a need to sing. It came from Lionel Richie, and I love that shit. That is one of my favorite songs, honestly. Really, when that song came out in 1983, I used to stand in front of our telly and just stare and at him with, with his mustache. And I used to kind of sing it back to him. And oh, that, oh, it was hypnotic. Absolutely yes. hypnotic. <laughs> One of my first memories as a very small child was Lionel Richie and a lot of other great artists, Michael Jackson and Dionne Warwick and all the, and, you know, uh, George Michael, all the, just the, the stuff of the early, early eighties when I was too small to actually know what in the hell they were singing about. Yeah. I loved them so much. Diana Ross and Prince. And, you know, I grew up on all the entertainers and for the longest time as a small child, I thought I was black. <laughs> I, know, I did not realize for years that there was any difference in races whatsoever. I didn't, yeah. I swear to God. I just thought we were all exactly the same. We just kind of looked different, like different features and hair colors and skin colors, but it didn't actually mean anything to me. So, but I love me some Lionel Richie. <laughs> what are you doing this morning, Sugar Booger? I'm good. How are you? Good. We haven't done a podcast in such a long time. And, you know, I feel like we are letting down our 18 listeners. Yeah. Uh, something fair. <laughs> and, um... You know, I don't want to start getting angry emails, so we need to get back into the rhythm of a weekly podcast. Uh, let's keep it light and fluffy today, because I keep hearing things about potential lockdowns again in this country, and we're not going to go there, or my fucking head's going to explode. So uh, uh, we are somewhere in November 2021. It's a Thursday. I don't know the date. It doesn't matter. Time has no meaning. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it light and fluffy. I happen to know that you are wearing a cute little shirt with a French bulldog on it and psychedelic colors. That's right. <laughs> it's very cute. I love that shirt. Uh, if I could get into it, I would have kept it. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like when you're that tiny, you can wear stuff from the kids section, like 13, 12, 13, 14 years of age. And I remember being in my 20s before I had my son. And I could do that. And I loved it. And it was great fun. I even for a while, I had Winnie the Pooh underwear. And I, they were actually dead sexy. They were dead sexy because they weren't actually made for children. They were made for like teenagers. You yeah. know, the demographic would have been 16 on up. I just remember that they were, uh, what is that cut? Like a thigh high kind of cut. But they had Winnie the Pooh on the bum. <laughs> they were dead sexy. And we tap in on our inner child or something and just kind of embrace it. Life is so serious, and it's like just to kind of bring out a bit of fun and lightness. And absolutely, I I think that's the secret. I think, like, I mean, because getting older, we're all going to do it if we're lucky, and there's nothing you can do to stop that, and that's fine. It's a privilege, but you don't have to get old. I think that that's a choice, and I think if you stay young at heart and you have kind of an irreverence. And you yeah. see the joy in life. I think it keeps you healthier too. Um, yes, I think. You know, attitude. Yeah, yeah. No, a hundred percent. I think it's important to be kind of playful in in life. You know, and sort of just silly sometimes. And what does it matter what anybody else thinks? And if they think something, it's only because they probably want to do it as well. And they just, you know, they just haven't got the balls to do it. Whereas Jody does. I'll wear a t-shirt <laughs> for a twelve-year-old. Yep, that was given to me by you from your son, from my son, only it didn't get to my son. I was like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> well, I, I kind of love it when that happens, when you come across something and you end up robbing it off of somebody. You go, oh, I'll take that. You don't want it? Grand, give it here. Oh, I'll use that. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're not throwing that out. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it wasn't going to my son either. I was like, no. I like that. So I'm wearing it with a little dungarees today. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. So it's I could absolutely kidnap you if it wasn't illegal. (laughs) Here, look, 
what was I going to say to you today? Uh, what topic for today is uh, the psychology of shit telly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was the show that you were telling me about? What was the show you were telling me about, Jody? Well, you, know, you and I do love our shit shows, actually. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Married at First Sight. I was now- married to a shit show. Sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Don't be cynical now. Don't be cynical. Before you know it, you'll have that ring on your finger again. Then you'll be like, oh, I want to get married. <laughs> that's, no, but that's a different kettle of fish altogether. <laughs> I was married past tense to a shit show. Yeah, that's true. My, <laughs> my, my, my lovely new fella is one, you know, actually has his shit together. So that's, it's funny how you have certain preconceived notions about topics and then yeah. you meet someone new and they change your mind on things and you go, oh, well, see, I, I didn't, I didn't actually know it could be like that and healthy and nice. Sign yeah. me up, you know, but anyway, we're getting off topic again. Tell yeah. me about this married, married show. Right. So married at first sight. Yeah. So I watched the UK one and uh, now I'm on the Australian one. And the Australian one now kind of, um, they seem to have a bit more kind of structure to it. So the, so they, they, so anyway, so basically there's the psychologist and uh, I think she's like a um, relationship and sex uh, psychologist. And anyway, so it's kind of like a scientific um, sort of experiment is what they're calling it. So they're matching people based on like DNA. Uh, they do circumference of their body, like, so they're taking measurements. I suppose things in common, hopes and dreams, family values, you know, like a series of, I suppose they, I'm assuming they have to fill out an awful lot of paperwork. Now, they don't go into that side of it enough. And I'd love to, I'd love to see the scientific side, you know, behind it. But they just don't discuss enough of that. But they tip on it a bit. So anyway, so, um, so people uh, go for this. And as I said, they match then people based on all these things. And but these couples, they don't actually get to meet each other until the day they're getting married at the altar. And <laughs> I've had that nightmare before. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually bonkers. You kind of go, okay. So, so basically, uh, yeah, so they get married. And then over a six-week period, they're kind of put into different scenarios. So like for the first week, they're, you know, they're off on honeymoon. Then they come back and they're all put into these kind of um, apartment type things in a hotel. And, you know, and now they take six weeks off work. So, so on this one, none of them are working and it's like full on sort of set up. And um, each week then they're doing something else. So then they have like what they call a homestay. So they do a week at his homestay and then they do a week at her homestay and so on. And so... The premise is that, you know, that these people like it's the perfect match and it's quite interesting. I mean, you do kind of go like, you know, would I marry somebody I've never met? I don't think so. But from like, you know, from like a psychological point of view or like matching somebody based on all these things, I can kind of totally get that. And, you know, like that's quite clear in the show that quite often they've got it really right. Now, of course, you're not bringing in. To, well, I suppose they are possibly bringing in what somebody like fancies or likes. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, whether somebody likes, you know, like, you know, girls can be very much into guys who are very tall or, you know, or who are slim or, you know, or bigger built or, you know, or. So they do, yeah, they take their preferences into account. They're not yeah. just completely doing it scientifically. They do ask them, yeah. okay. Yeah, so they're obviously asking them what they kind of like if you have a certain sort of type. Um, but, of course, you know, it's like anything. I mean, you know, attraction, you know, we I know we've talked about this before. And, like, for me, you know, tra- I, I just think attraction is just a really bizarre thing because I don't know if attraction is based on how somebody looks because I think you can meet somebody like let's say I could meet a guy and he I I, I could look at him and go oh my god he's really good looking right I really fancy him but not be attracted to him but then you know because then I, I think that comes into play on lots of things like one I suppose sexual chemistry on the, like the biology side of stuff like I don't know if it, I know we've talked about this before is it pheromones is it hormones like what is it and then 
also attraction comes in on how you bond with that person on an emotional and sort of spiritual level and how your connection is because I think the stronger that is then you know like I just think the physical attraction just gets stronger and stronger well that's just my Take on yeah, that I mean, I do think that, well, so there's a reason that why they call it chemistry. I mean, I've dated lots of good looking men in my time and maybe some guys that weren't maybe one or two that were considered maybe not classically handsome or, you know, I would hear things like, oh, what is she doing with him? Or he's punching or something like that. But, you know, the one person that I'm thinking of in particular may not have been a 10 in the looks department to other people. But that when we were seeing each other, I thought he was fabulous. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and that attraction can grow. And so maybe physically he didn't hit certain markers for other women. Yeah. But I've dated super pretty boys too, models and actors. And you're going, there's nothing there. Like there's no, you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's a combination and they can be very nice and you can get on and a personality and blah, blah, blah. But there's something about chemistry. Um, there's just yeah. something about chemistry, something yeah. that, you know, indefinable. And I just look, I mean, as, as, as odd as the show sounds to me, you know, you're meeting up and marrying a stranger. Yeah. Uh, it's when you really think about it, it's not, it doesn't go against human nature. We've actually done this for millennia. I mean, arranged marriages were yeah. the thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, certain tiers of society, but it, that was always because it was, uh, you know, it was a business transaction. It was strengthening the family's uh, uh, wealth. It was strengthening bloodlines, or it was even, you know, in cases of royalty and stuff in different countries, it was forming alliances and allegiances. And, and, and it was, it was purely, you know, for, for reasons other than love, love never came into it. So, I mean, if arranged marriages probably got, a, a huge majority of us here, you know, through the generations, like the concept of falling into romantic love. Well, I'm not going to say that it's relatively new. I think people have been falling in love since the dawn of man, whether they got to end up together or not was an, another issue altogether. But the concept of us having the freedom say in the last 50, really only the last 50 to a hundred years. Yeah. And there are still cultures in in modern day western first world countries there are still ethnicities and cultures and religions who would still very much practice you know at least some kind of some form of an arranged marriage mm. you know we definitely want you guys to end up together we think you should we're gonna try and force it but ultimately maybe they can't anymore in, yeah. in, in you know modern times i just think as bizarre as this show is it's I don't know, man. Humans are weird. We've done some weird shit in the past. <laughs> is this really that out there? Because what they're doing is, you know, it's yes, technically it's an arranged marriage, but they're trying to, from a scientific standpoint, yes, match these people on all these different things. Yeah. And then also ask them about their preferences and then, okay, get some experts in air quotes together and see yeah. if we can make a match, you know? Well, the only one that I saw that, that, that didn't, so much match with one criteria it was one girl actually this and I'm just in the middle of this this episode now and it's the only one that came up actually that when she was on her way to the you know where they were going to get married she said oh I, I just you know I hope he's tall right now mm. I don't know what height she is but she said because she's kind of tall and curvy now she's like she's not like overweight or anything like that now she's just she'd be curvier than me she wouldn't be slight right um, right. so I, I, I said, I don't know what height she is now. What now I knew the guy she was like, I could see the guy she was matched with. And I, again, I don't know what height he is, but like in comparison to all the other guys that were, you know, in this, um, you know, um, show, he was very short. Right. So he was clearly short. Right. So it was something that she said. So, th so I thought this was the only one where the height didn't match that she would her preference was to have like that he would be taller than her and he wasn't he ended up being shorter than her but it was you know it was actually the loveliest thing because they immediately kind of glowed when they saw each other and um she said and in the like with the psychologist 
they said that this couple out of everybody they, that they've ever done had the strongest, um, you know, uh, seemingly connection on paper, right? And it was, it so far, it's actually really strong. Like they do like little interviews and she, you know, obviously has pulled to one side and she said, oh, you know, the high thing she has just kind of gone out the window. Of course, of course it has, yep. yeah. And she said like, it, it's, it's not even a factor for her. And because she said the minute he she saw his smile, she mm. just felt it. And he's like, he's a nice looking guy. Like he's not like, you know, Brad Pitt or something, but he is a nice looking guy, but he has a lovely, lovely warmth about him. And then so does she. And the chemistry is flying around with these two. It's, it's so lovely. And, you know, even the little bit that they've got to talk and stuff, you know, it'll be interesting to see how their six weeks go, but, so far like they seem to have the same values and morals and and they're looking for the same things and but the chemistry is huge between them so this is the australian one or the uk no this is the australian one yeah i'm gonna have to look that up yeah yeah the australian one kind of goes into a bit more detail like with the uk one it was so they got married they did honeymoon they would be back for about a week or two and then they would just decide at the end of that they stayed together or not Whereas with the Australian one, it's actually, it's set up over a six week period. So they have to leave their job for six weeks and they're put on these, as I said, like different uh, sort of agendas. So like the first week is honeymoon, second week is, you know, where they're just in their apartment, they settle in and, and, and things like that. And they also on the Australian one, they get to meet all the other couples and they do weekly uh, cocktail night and a dinner. And that dynamic is quite interesting. Like that got a bit explosive in the the last episode. It was really interesting that one of the girls on it, um, she wasn't really feeling it, particularly for the guy that she was married to. Now, even though I actually thought he was very handsome and actually seemed like a really nice guy who genuinely wanted to be married, settle down, have kids, etc. Anyway, she took her eye to one of the other women's husbands. Oh, oh this was really interesting, actually. But then he also took an eye to her. So they, mm. they had a bit of a rendezvous um, and then it all kind of, you'll have to watch it. Then it all kicked off. Um, but that was like, it was, it was interesting because the guy in the end, you know, on the, like that, that happened and they kind of met up. And then the week later where they have to each week decide whether they're going to stay or leave. And if both couples say leave, they leave. If one says leave and one say, says stay, they have to stay. It's very interesting, right? And, um, but this guy kind of backtracked and so decided, you know, not to go with the other girl and stay with the, the girl he had got married to, because I think he realized it was just lust for the other girl. Like he was a little bit more like uh, physically attracted to her. But in actual fact, once he gave it another week with the girl he married, he realized that actually she was much more matched to him from an emotional point of view and then she became more attractive to him so it's really interesting like you know the psychology behind it is quite interesting like that you know it just goes to show that just to kind of get off slightly from this show it it comes back to what I feel around if you jump into bed with somebody too soon then you can almost kind of blur the lines you know from a kind of a physical side of stuff without having got to know the person emotionally on whether you even emotionally click. And then if the emotional stuff is there, I nearly think the longer that is there and the more that grows, then everything else is just more explosive, like in a good way. Oh, I would- totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it's, it's, it's the difference between like, you want to just run out and get a, a, a burger, a fast food meal. And then you go, Oh, that was actually not that great. I thought I wanted that, but ugh. Or do you want to go and have a nice four course fantastic meal? It's 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 yeah, it's delayed gratification too. It's a strange thing. I mean, marrying at first sight, even if you're, you know, hooked up by scientists and based on all these things, I. Yeah. When are they supposedly sleeping with each other? I mean, straight oh, away. I mean, I'm... no, actually, the vast majority of them don't. Good. Now, think there was one or two that did but actually the most of them don't actually no they don't sleep together so they're obviously sleeping in the same bed but they're not actually having you know intercourse of any kind so no that most of them don't actually and that comes 
later on, which is actually nice to see because you kind of go like, what is the rush? You know, it's, you know, the only thing I would say about this show that I think could be the only downside of it is that, you know, I, I kind of think from the scientific point of view or matching somebody and all that, I think they often probably get that really right. But it's the heaviness of, you know, immediately living with somebody like that. You know, mm. I, it, it's that that I think could actually ruin the process because, you know, I think there's something about, you know, not seeing your person all the time, missing them. You know, like I have a friend at the moment who has, you know, met somebody and there's like a nearly four hour drive distance between them. Ouch. Yeah, which is ouch. But it's not that that can't be changeable in the future. But my thing was in even discussing this with my friend, you know, recently was like, yeah, but maybe that's a good thing. You know, like, what's the rush to want to be, you know, to see the person all the time? Like, isn't it nice to miss them as well? Mm, yes and no. Yes and no. I, I do see what you're saying, but a four hour drive one way, that would be untenable for most relationships because, you know, depending on work schedules and if you have kids, you're sitting there going, I, I, you can't make a promise that you'll even see that person once a week, you know, and then that becomes yeah. kind of torturous, especially in the beginning stages of a relationship. You kind of do want to be together all the time, precisely because you know that you can't be, you know, yeah. you, you know, you can't be. Yeah, but I mean more like as in like, okay, let's say they're even, you know, down the road, let's say within an hour distance or something like that. What I'm saying is that even though you might want to see the person every day, there is something very nice about not seeing them every day as well and missing each other and really appreciate. Well, yeah. No, of course. Yeah. And just having that slow getting to know each other slowly over a period of time. Whereas in this situation with these couples, I mean, they're going from not knowing each other to immediately living together. And then at the end of the show, presumably living together as well. And that to me is like, where's the honeymoon period in that time? Where, you know, where's the lightness? It's, that's the only thing I personally think. It's a bit too, a bit too much, too heavy, too quick. Well, see, it's, this is where I think the show is a great idea and premise in some ways, but they, they ruin it with the marriage thing. Yeah. If they wanted to, if they wanted to match people the same exact way and then say, after six weeks or 12 weeks that we film, then you have the option to get married or not. That's yeah. different. But just yeah. throwing them into, into the fire like that, I think is ridiculous because you could be that one in a million match that get on great and everything works out for. But yeah. if you put them under this kind of strain yeah, on, on television, I, I just, this is where I think that those shows, like it's almost like this show is, it's almost like this show is punching. They want to seem like they're being all good and altruistic and trying to help people find love. But really what they want is fucking sponsorships and ratings and money because this yeah. is a shit show waiting to happen. It's drama. It's yeah. viewership. That's all they care about. They don't care about what ends up happening to these couples. They're, yeah. they're just using them as pawns. And I look at people who would sign up for that, but I mean, your show, I think I could tolerate watching. It's, it's not as bad as some of the other crap that they're peddling on telly at the minute. Now, for example, like First Dates, everyone I know that watches First Dates loves oh. it. I love that show. My boyfriend and I, we love watching that show for a couple of factors. Nearly a year in, it's nice to get a little reminder when you see the crazies and you go, oh, thanks. Fuck, we don't have to do that anymore. Thank God. Or look, you know, look at how bad it could turn out for you. You just never know. And, but also it's such a, it's such a lovely little giggle. It's such a high when you're sitting there watching this show and you watch a couple have the chemistry and the sparks from the moment they meet and start talking and, and then the way they get on over dinner. And, and then that moment when they decide, are we going to see each other again? And the two of them are, are tripping over each other to say, yeah. yes, I have to see you again. You know, that to me is the most that is the biggest turn on that is the most sexual hot that to me. And I suppose it's the romance element of it, but getting to watch the chemistry unfold and, and yeah. the sparks and the, the looks on their faces and, and you can recognize that. So first dates, like, I think that's tremendous watching. I love that show. Plus the staff is incredible. Watch it. Uh, what's his name? Fred, the host and yeah. <laughs> all, the all the different waiters and waitresses and even their own dynamics. And they're so funny. Yeah. And the bartender, I love that show. Could watch, 
hours yeah. of it un- and have done uninterrupted on the sofa with the boyfriend. And we are just pissing ourselves laughing. Love first dates. But one that I've come across now, sometimes when we're watching Gogglebox and, you know, shows clips of different shows, uh, this show that's been on in the UK for about five or six years now called Naked Attraction. And I don't know if you've seen it, Jody. No, I ha- no, I haven't. But I have. You are not the only person that has. I actually have had a couple of friends and an aunt of mine who watch this. And I keep meaning to watch it. So it's on my list today to look up and start looking at it because it does sound bonkers. So I'm well, going to don't try to watch it while you're eating a ham sandwich. That'll oh. be my only fucking. Oh, I was nearly off me dinner last night. I don't know why I thought I wasn't. I was kind of peckish. So I made some soup and I made a nice little ham sandwich, toasty. I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to that. I sat down. And I went, right. OK, there's that naked attraction show. Let's give it a bash. Nope. No, no, I had to turn it off real fast into it because I. Where can I watch this? Um, I think it's on Sky. It is no, it is on Sky. Okay, and I'm sure YouTube will have clips of it. I thought the um, this is how much I know famous people in the UK. I thought the host was Davina McCall, but it's not. It's some other woman with dark hair who I don't know. But I've seen her on a show on a telly program a couple weeks back talking about it, and she was trying to defend it from a oh, this is all about body positivity and da, da. Yeah, my body positivity in my hole is what... No, this is the biggest pile of garbage on television other than perhaps anything that was ever made by the Kardashians. <laughs> it is just the lowest, the lowest spectacle of just shite. I, the thing... Okay, so the, the show goes that daters who are having a hard time with online dating... And are not being fulfilled with Tinder and all of this. They go on this show because uh, basically online dating, you think that you get to know somebody by their profile and their pictures and then you meet up and then maybe the sex or the sex appeal isn't there. You don't like what you see when you get them naked. I'm like, well, okay, first of all, there's already so many, so much wrong in those statements. But um, so they go on the show fully, fully clothed, which I think is not exactly fair but and then they have like six people standing behind these kind of like frosted glass cubicles and these booths and the show they start lifting the glass partition little by little and it starts like with their feet what do you think of all these people's feet and then it goes up again some more and up again so it reveals the contestants a little bit at a time they're starkers and you know, gets to the genitalia, gets to the... Now, I, I've i never actually made it through an entire episode, so I don't know if there's, like, elimination rounds. Like, here, what do you think of this person's kneecaps? Oh, get rid of number three, because those are the ugliest fucking knees I've ever seen. I don't know if they eliminate them like that. I think it does... I know it does come down to two people, and then they're standing in fully naked in front of you. You can see their faces, and they're just standing on a sound stage, on a sound stage. Oh, with their bit swinging, you know, like you would do. <laughs> and um, just having the chats with the host and the, the person. Yeah. And uh, and here's the thing. In full lighting, <laughs> oh. in, in full lighting, most people who are over the age of, I'm going to say 23, who are not heavily made up and done with their hair, because there, there's a lot about lights and angles and stuff. Um you know, when we see, when we see like naked women on, well, not on, on websites anymore, there's no airbrushing on that. But like back in the day when you'd find like a playboy, Ooh, you know, when we were growing up and you might see an, a naked girl in a magazine, you go, Oh, she's fabulous looking. And there was all the airbrushing. There's none of that on this show. <laughs> there really needs to be because <laughs> people are just, you know, we're all so weird looking when you boil it down. <laughs> You know, we've got, we've got lumpy bits and moles and freckles and it's just, yeah. So even, even an incredibly good looking person, it, it's not going to be their most flattering light standing there completely balls out under bright fluorescent lighting. So first of all, I I take issue with whoever the uh, artistic director is for the program, (laughs) because I think they're really, I think they're doing it on purpose. (laughs) I think it's really unfair how they light the program, but I think the whole premise is just disgusting. And, and, and the reason be like being like, I'm a very open-minded person. I am super sex positive. I love sex. 
I love human beings. I love their bodies. I'm not bisexual or gay, but I can recognize a stunning woman when she's in front of me and I'm like, oh, wow, she's fucking stunning. You know, I enjoy that. We're human beings are meant to be visual creatures and we enjoy the aesthetics of a well put together person. We, we love beauty. We just do. We love beauty in nature. We love beauty in art. We love beauty in the human form. So I can look objectively at a gorgeous man and see that he's gorgeous. Not necessarily, I may not find him attractive, but I can go, Hey, he's good looking. I can look at a woman and, you know, again, being straight, not want to run off into the sunset with her, but I can appreciate that she's hot. It's, it's why people enjoy porn. Yeah, Because there's something about that visual aspect of people having that connection and having a great time. And, but, but, and see, that's the thing is I'm not anti-porn and I know a lot of women of different generations and different ages probably would be, I don't have a problem with it as long as it's not an addiction. Yeah. Um, I, I like whatever floats your boat. If you want to have a little, if, you know, whatever people are into, I'm not going to kink shame anybody. I'm, you know, very open-minded, but for me, this show is just so gross on so many levels because it's just, it's slowly revealing their meat parts, basically. Just completely treating you like you're a fucking slab of honey ham on the Christmas table. <laughs> and going, oh, which piece would you like? Which looks juiciest here? And to me, that's, there's just no way that you could. And then, and then they pick their person and go skipping off to go presumably have a date and see if they get on. And I just think that that takes all of the mis mis mystery out of it. I, I like for me, some of the most exciting parts of, you know, when I was starting to date my new boyfriend was the, the buildup was the anticipation was the, you know, we were buried in, in jumpers and heavy coats and cause it was cold out and we, we had no other choice. We were always fully dressed and, but sitting there going, Ooh, I wonder what he looks like under that scarf. You know, I, it, was, it was the not knowing. Yes. It was, there's something really hot in, yeah. you know, the curve of a female's hip or her breasts in a sweater or bums and jeans that you might get a sneaky feel, but you don't get to see the whole, you don't get the whole buffet laid out before you before yeah. you've ever even had a handshake or a hug. So I just find this show, and I'm super sex positive, I think it's absolute trash. I think it shouldn't even be on. It's actually revolting. What's the, what's there, like, what's the... Uh... Point? Yes. I do, I'm not... Rating, drama, bullshit, money, revenue for the, for the channel. That's all it is. They're trying to, with this crap of body positivity, it's nothing to do with body positivity. It's look at a set of parts... And tell us which one, I suppose, right now makes you horniest at the moment and that you would like to go off on a date with them based on what they look like naked. It's the stupidest pile of garbage. I'm definitely going to be looking at this because I, I think this sounds absolutely mental. I mean, I, I just because I, I would agree with you. I mean, you know, my feeling on this It's like it's each their own. I never judge what anybody's into. You know, there's people out there who, you know, want to sleep together straight away a week later date number 10 cool yeah yeah whatever but they've built up that spark that chemistry yeah. there's something there that leads them into bed yeah it's like whatever floats your boat some people you know want to be married before they 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 sleep together i don't know whatever floats your boat i'd never judge anything but for me personally i just i would agree with you i think there is something hot when you're when you're looking at somebody and you kind of go Oh, I wonder what they're going to feel like, or what's their skin going to feel like? What's it going to smell like? You know, what's it like? Yes. What, you know, like, yeah, I think there's something really like, I mean, it's a bit like getting, you know, like I do not want to get my Christmas present just laid out. I like it when it's in the box. I'm going, yes, great analogy. Yeah. And it's sort of like, I, I feel exactly the same, you know, about a person that, that I'm getting to know. I don't want it all at once. It, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's it, yeah I think there's something very well, it's, it's why striptease and burlesque and all of that is so much fun it's why women wear lingerie for their lovers it's because yeah. it's that slowly peeling away yeah of you know that that builds tension it yeah. builds drama it heightens everything and it's just exquisite like I, I just can't imagine 
I just think there's something so the word is escaping me at the minute, but there's something just so fucking basic about the whole thing. It's just well, it's it really, is the lowest common denominator, huh? It's really superficial for a start. And I just think it's really weird. That's just bonkers. I mean, to be basing I, totally on like somebody's naked body. I mean, what like uh, like that's just mental. I mean, what are you supposed yeah, to but, but, but the thing, too, that gets me about this thing, Jody, and I, I mean, I shouldn't be psychoanalyzing, but I'm gonna. Uh, I think it speaks to mental fucking health problems. Uh, I, and I don't just mean the people that go on it naked, hoping to get picked. What the fuck is that? That to me smacks of desperation. I think it's pathetic. Yeah. Uh, I, I really do. I'm sorry. Uh, so while I sit there and I say that I'm open-minded and I'm not judgmental, mm, everybody has that line. And for me, there's that line. I also look at the host of that show, how she can turn up to work knowing that every day that she's getting a big fat fucking paycheck and she's on the telly and what she's doing is she's actually, uh, she's exploiting these people. Yeah. She's exploiting their desperation. The producers of the show, the showrunners, the people who have put this crap on air, never mind. Yeah, it's on late at night, but if a kid sees it, what is it teaching teenagers about our value and our worth? And we already talk about, you know, in this day and age, everybody wants that instant gratification. Nobody can wait for anything anymore. We're all so goddamn spoiled with our Amazon and our Uber Eats and our DoorDash and Tinder and all of it. It's become instant gratification so that waiting for things has become a completely lost art. Yeah. It, like your Christmas present analogy was spot on. Why do we go to the trouble of yeah. buying beautiful Christmas wrapping and going, you know, you know that someone has lovingly wrapped that in beautiful paper and gone to the trouble of making a bow and putting a card so that when they present it to you, oh, wow, it's immediately getting your attention, taking your breath away. You feel special. And then you get to open the package. <laughs> I'm a dirty yes. bitch. Sorry. You get to undress your partner. There is nothing sexier. To me, I can't imagine you going on a show like that and then the, okay, you pick a person based on their, their meat, essentially, the, the, the flesh on their bones. You go out for what after that? Coffee? Sushi? I just find it would be incredibly awkward. Then let's say you hit it off, right? A week or two goes by and you decide, all right, we're going to get down and dirty. And it's, where's the anticipation? I've already seen you naked. I, I just, you know, I just think yeah, they're spoiling exactly. it. Yeah, I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like that. And I definitely wouldn't like full beams on my body. <laughs> so no, you've got, no, but here's the thing. You've got a fucking rocking body. And as much shit as I give myself, I know I'm very hard on myself. I, I look for my age and having had two children, the fact that I'm very curvy. I'm, I've got a lot going for me as well. But nobody would want to be like a spe I don't care how perfect your body is. Nobody would want to be like a specimen, like a fucking lab rat under harsh lighting and yeah. being picked apart and evaluated like that. Yeah. I just think that's just bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Uh, I, I don't even know where the, like, whatever about the show I was what I'm watching. You know, that's, I mean, but. That the show sounds normal compared to this shit. Well, yes. I mean, to, to base something on a, somebody's body part, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I just think that's crazy. Um, to me, it has all of the warmth and fuzziness as uh, of, of going to a sex shop and picking out a sex toy. Yeah. That's, it, it's just cold. It's clinical. It's, uh, it's, it's like rectal examination, prison probing. It's just, there's nothing sexy or hot about that to me at all I just mind can't you, wrap my head around it mind you talking about that actually I'm doing a pottery class and in my pottery class you know somebody was, <laughs> where, where are we going here are we going rectal probing or <laughs> I know but just it's, it's like it's all kind of wrapping into it like I'm just bonkers but in my in my pottery class anyway the one of the women who on it said oh can anyone recommend a good show and I said yeah uh, sex education is brilliant well she nearly fell out of her knickers but then the girl beside me said, uh, yeah, do you know there's actually actually a sex shop in, in your town here, in the town? I said, is there? She's like, yeah, it's above 7-Eleven. I was like, it's above 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven is like a news agent. But apparently, 
<laughs> this sex shop above it. And I was like, okay. wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, I'm not flustered by that at all. Because in Texas, in Houston, my God, we had no lie. We had the strip joint next to the barbecue joint. Oh. Huge, huge billboard above it. The strip joint, this one off the freeway, it was called uh, Heartbreakers. <laughs> and there was a big, giant billboard right above it that said Jesus men's broken hearts come to whatever, whatever church, you know, we, we, Houston, Houston has no zoning laws. So you would get like a high school next to a church, next to a, a pastor full of cows, next to a fast food restaurant, next to the strip joint, next to a, you know, it's just, there was shit everywhere. So that doesn't, and we had Seven Eleven as well. And uh, so it doesn't, that doesn't surprise me that there'd be a sex shop, um, well, maybe in your town. Yes, actually, it does surprise me a bit, but yeah, it's sure. about the news agents. Sure, why not? I was like, great. I could be like, oh, I'll take the bread, the milk, and I'll take that vibrator there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a one-stop shop. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, look, I mean, I, I'm fairly sort of, you know, liberal as well and quite open-minded about these things. But I, I do really feel quite, you know, strongly for, for me personally in that, you know, I'm definitely a slow burner. And, you know, I'm, I, I think I like to tease myself a bit, you know, in the manner that, you know, I like to take my time, you know, with me, because I find it very, something very erotic and exciting about just letting things unfold, you know, slowly and not trying to kind of rush ahead. And that's even in getting to know somebody. I mean, would you want to sit them down and say, right, tell me all about you. You've got two hours, go. No, you don't. It's exciting that maybe six weeks in, you find out something else about the person that of you course. didn't know. And I think there's something really exciting about that. But I think when it comes to bodies, you know, I think that's so tricky because we all can have our, you know, uh, let's say flaws. We can all have our feelings around our bodies. And I think really building that trust and, you know, intimacy with somebody on an emotional level kind of you know it just brings that sort of more it makes that more special then when you get to unclothe that person as you said and really you know share each other's bodies and all of that whereas I think a show like that where you're as you said you're kind of it's I don't know that there's something really kind of very vulgar about that yeah it's 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 not just vulgar in the classical sense of the word it's just it's just, you know what it is? It's fucking lazy. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's laziness on the people who do that show. It's the yeah. same crap, different day. Every, where's the variety? And I don't mean in body parts. And, and another thing, it's so stupid. What do you get somebody with an Adonis, you know, okay, let's say the, which for me, I, I, I think that there's a gamut of really lovely and acceptable uh, I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not one of these people who who goes around. Oh, all bodies are beautiful. No, sorry, I'm not a liar. Some people look <laughs> rotten, just uh, flat out. Sorry, um, and some people look magnificent. And there's, you know, and there, and of course, you fall in love with someone. You're going to not see flaws and imperfections as much, and you're going to really hone in on what you like about their body. And you're as you become more connected and attached to them, and fall for them. And there's chemistry. Man, you're gonna you're just going to completely do, maybe view them differently. But let's say we take, for example, you know, the perfect man and, you know, and, and whatever musculature and fat percentage and size cock that we're, you know, supposed to want. Yeah. And you sit there on this show and you go, right. Okay. Well, I guess I'll pick that one. Right. Cause it's supposed <laughs> to look the best. And what if he comes near you and you can't, put your finger on it but you feel really uneasy and icky around him and maybe there's something like this pheromones don't do yeah. anything for you his smell is off what if you don't like the way he smells yeah you know same with the a perfect woman you get a total babe she's got rocking set of tits ass legs abs everything on her gorgeous face beautiful hair and then she opens her mouth and it's like fucking <laughs> nails on a chalkboard or you can't stand the smell of her or she makes you feel uneasy and 
you go, well, I might consider fucking her, but what if even that's not that great? Yeah. You know, like yeah. they, they can have perfect bodies. And so what? That doesn't translate to magnificent sex. No, it doesn't. No, no, because it's more than that, isn't it? It's what we've talked about before. It's it's so many things. It's I think it's even sort of so much to do with each other's energy. You know, the, the energy that comes from something. I mean, you know, like I, I just think it's so many things that it's just, you know, I, I think chemistry and connection is just it's really just doesn't come down to how somebody looks or whether they like, you know, you know, cheesy chips and you like cheesy chips. It just doesn't come down to those things. There's so much more. And it's, I find it kind of a fascinating um, conversation. I know we've had this before many times and I still love it. It's, you know, it's, it just interests me. It's like, what you know, what is it that, that, that has you have chemistry with one person and not another, you know, and, and yet, you know, you could be sitting in front of somebody and they're very nice and you find them attractive and that you have lots of things in common, but it's just not there. Why isn't it there? Well, there are some people like fully clothed. You have no idea what's going on underneath their clothing. You don't really care, but yeah. you're so into them that you, you just fall for them so hard and so fast that you, you do find one day eventually that you can't keep your hands off each other. That yeah. is so, I just, I think it's the, it's the lowest common denominator in, in thinking. I think that this is just for people who are stupid and lazy. I, there's n really no other way to say it because if I had gone on that show, well, to give you an example, I once said to my boyfriend, you know, early days before I had ever seen his feet, I said, I'll probably adore your fucking feet. And true to form, I was like, <laughs> that man, those are some sexy ass feet. Like, I love his feet. Don't ask me why. I pop his toes. I mean, it's, it's, I love it. I love everything about this man. If I had gone on a show, and they had lifted the partition and I'd seen his feet, not knowing anything else about him. Would I have still loved them? Would I have gone, oh, yeah, that's the man for me? Like, come on, you know? And also, there's so many vain people in the world. When they're filling out the forms for this show, you know, how many guys are going to go, yeah, I'd really, really like it if her abdomen's covered in stretch marks? Yeah, <laughs> that's number one on my list. And, um, yeah, can... Can, can she have uh, one tit bigger than the other and uh, maybe some graying cubes? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think anybody would have, you know what I mean? People yeah. are, people are going to be swayed by the idea of ideals <laughs> and perfection. I'm, and still the, on, I'm still on the graying pubes. <laughs> here, we'll talk about that in another fucking podcast. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, do you know what? It, it's an interesting one because I don't know, you know, let's say, I'm not sure what the, you know, the, the typical traditional kind of dating is anymore because, you know, I suppose it's so long since I've kind of, you know, dated, dated. And, and obviously with my time online, I've gone on lots of first dates and a couple of second dates and stuff like that. But I think like when I look at, um, you know, how you and your boyfriend met and the slow burn that you guys had and just the interaction, you, you do kind of go, is that common or is it not? Because I would imagine it isn't. Like, I think with you guys, there was, you know, a huge amount of uh, slowness there and um, a lot of, you know, communication and kind of getting to know each other. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what I saw. And you know, and it was extremely sort of slow and, but I think it's unusual. I would imagine. No, I, well, but, well, I have to correct you in the sense that it was only slowly, it was only slow sexually, emotionally. And, and well, I wouldn't even say because chemistry wise, oof, from the word jump, we got on like a house on fire. And so that ramped up very quickly and we fell very hard, very fast and well before we had ever you know yeah so it that no, i don't no, think is no, very no, common that i no, don't think is very common no but what i mean is when i say slow i mean that you were slowly getting to know each other a lot i mean what i'm saying oh, is, yeah yeah i think what seems to me a lot of the time that happens like let's say you know two people meet online they have a quick chat online then they exchange numbers there's like hardly any communication there's just this 
you know, arrangement then to go on a first date. They have a first date and then that's it. There's, it, it. There doesn't seem to be much sort of in it. Whereas I think like with you guys, it was sort of, um, it was a lot. I mean, there was, you know, there was, I just think it was very different. Uh, well, to- I'd say a couple things. I think, again, when you have that magic where you find someone and you go, whoa, you know, and you find the other one fascinating, then it kind of takes on a life of its own. It's suddenly a fucking avalanche. It's rolling downhill. It's gaining speed. And you've no control over it. Yeah. So yeah. I think that partly when maybe you don't have that within the first two or three dates, as people talk about a spark or a lack of spark, well, okay, fair enough. If you know, you're either into each other or you're not. So maybe it goes no further there. But I think also what's happening in the, in the younger generations and well, I say, I say the younger generations, I don't mean to blame them for it. I think it affects our, our age group as well. Just people and technology, the way that society has changed, that we just want that instant gratification where people are not willing. It's a hookup culture. They want to yeah. swipe left or right. They want to meet up. They want to get right down to it. And look, one night stands are not a new thing because of technology. Uh, but now you've never had it so easy. Yeah, And again, and I think that takes away something from the overall experience when you can have something all the time, when you can have it without a bit of work or patience, like, um, Jody, do you know the, uh, Stanford marshmallow experiment from, have you ever heard of it? And uh, no. when I describe it to you, you probably will know it in the seventies, 1972 Stanford university did this experiment. They brought these kids into a room, they sat them down and they said, here, we're going to walk out of the room. They left a marshmallow on the table in front of them. They, they, they were little kids, like five years old. Oh, yeah. Put a, mar- put a marshmallow in front of them. They said, here, here's the rules. We're going to walk out of the room and we're going to come back in 10 minutes. You can either have the marshmallow now, but if you don't, if you wait until we come back into the room, you can have two marshmallows. Okay. So they told the kids what the deal was. Yeah. You'll get you'll get double the treat if you just wait a few minutes. And they walked out of the room and then they watched, you know, and they recorded which kids did what and how many kids took the marshmallow straight away and gobbled it up and how many sat there eyeballing it and waiting patiently until the researchers came back into the room and presented them with the second marshmallow and said, there you go. And apparently they... Uh, whatever control group, I don't know the size, how many kids was in it. They uh, followed them for years afterward and studied them and looked into how they performed in school academically, what, how they went on into the world as young adults and who went off to university or to uh, successful careers, or they were trying to gauge their personalities based on whether or not they could hold their tits, you know, calm your tits. And it speaks to that instant, that need for instant gratification, or can you control yourself? And I think that ultimately, ultimately people who can control themselves and wait a little bit, if they know that there's a greater reward coming further down the line, these people are ultimately going to be more successful across the board. So we translate, translate that into dating. Well, there are so many people in their 20s and 30s, and I'll dare say in their 40s as well, maybe even beyond, who, with all the things that we have available to us, you can just order up porn on demand. Whereas back 30 years ago, 40 years ago, you had to go and buy the magazine, or if you were a kid, you had to find a Playboy, or, oh my God, if somebody had one of the naughty channels on their cable TV, ooh, you could get a a glimpse of something. You know what I mean? But now we have porn on demand. And again, I have no problem with porn. What I have problem with is the abundance of it, the ease that you can see it, and how that desensitizes you over time. It's not exciting to see a huge pair of tits if you see them every fucking day. It's just not. It's... if you have all of this available to you all the time and, and you're going out as a young adult, let's say, trying to make your way in the world, you want to find a, a relationship, you want to fall in love and one day get married and have a family, but all that's around you is a sea of Tinder Egypts who want to swipe and, and are talking to you know multiple people at once, six or seven girls at once, they're dating a couple at once, they're sleeping with a few, and yeah. they want to, by the first or second date, get into bed. 
that's, I just think that's so unfulfilling and yeah. young people, young people don't realize that that's what's probably making them miserable in their search for love. And they're sitting there saying, I have such bad luck with relationships. I can't meet a nice guy. And it's like, well, maybe your approach is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I probably sound like such an old woman saying all this. <laughs> no, I, I completely, I mean, you know, my view on this, I completely agree. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, that there's anything wrong with one night stands and I have zero judgment around it, but it certainly wouldn't be for me. I mean, you know, because like I like connection and mm. I think all of that feels so much nicer um, when there's a connection, but then, but that's just, you know, that would just be who I am. I just don't know that I would, you know, particularly like really get much. Uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, I just, I, I like, I think, you know, certainly obviously we, we have discussed before my journey with the online dating and it's completely bonkers. And, you know, the thing is like some of the guys are genuinely really nice guys, genuinely looking for relationships, but they're definitely just like firing out the pictures, the dick pics and mm. I mean, I woke up one morning to, a, you know, a full on nude from one guy and this guy was in his 50s and it was like, wow, you know, and it's not that he wasn't like, um, you know, looking for a relationship. He wasn't looking for a hookup or anything like that, but you're there kind of going, you know, well, where's the fun now? I like, you know, I, like I've, I'm seeing all of you now. What like what's the story? It's, you know, I, I, like, I just don't know. I don't know whether it's sort of bravery behind a screen or it's instant, as you said, gratification or, you know, it's like, we're just I, honestly, honestly, I, I don't care how good a person looks. If they, if that was one of their first communications with me, I'm not talking about once you're dating and you're in love and involved and you're sending naughty stuff. Yeah, fine. I'm saying if like, it's a hello, good morning. How are you? And you're just getting to know each other. You're just chatting. And somebody sends full-on nudes, man or woman, that just smacks of insecurity to me. I don't care how good they look. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, you know, I, I messaged him and said, lovely body, but I won't be continuing this chat now because, you know, we're clearly not on the same page. And before he even had an opportunity to respond to me, I just, got, you know, deleted him. Because I have no interest in that. It's like, you know, it's like, really, is that necessary? You know, I mean... But the amount of guys that are doing this, and I, I, you know, I'd love to know how many women are participating in this work. Because as you said, it's different. I've heard loads. I've heard loads. Apparently, well, men and women are. Yeah. Yeah, I have too. It, it it does intrigue me. I mean, you know, like I just, for me personally, I just don't get it. I, I, you know, as much as it winds me up, um, sometimes the excitement of wanting to know what my Christmas gift is. You know, and you're there kind of going, oh, my God, I can't wait another second. But then there's the other side of me that also loves that. It's, you know, it's so within a relationship, I just don't want to know who all of who you are emotionally or physically. I want I, I like to take my time. That's it. It's the same. Well, there's I something lovely in discovering. Yeah. New, new things about your partner's body. Yeah. You know, that maybe you didn't notice at first and you go, oh, wow, you know, even cooler, you know, but also personality wise and connection wise. And as a relationship progresses, I think the most exciting relationships and the ones that last the longest, you know, people who make it into their 70s and 80s with the love of their life yeah. and, and really mourn them when they die instead of just being relieved. You know, <laughs> I think it's the people, I think it's the people who, one, keep them laughing. Yeah. Uh, but two, also keep them not guessing, but who have the ability still to surprise each other because it's wonderful to know someone on a, on a deep, intimate level and know someone like the back of your hand. And, you know, myself and the fella, we've been joking for quite some time. Like we can look at each other and know what the other one is thinking. And we can, we have a fucking telepathy and it's hilarious. We love it. However, we are not, and we wouldn't be at this stage anyway, but even 20 years on, let's say, I don't think that we'll ever be bored with each other. I think there will always be new things to discover about the other one um, yeah. and new things to discover together. Yeah. And, you know, the ability to sometimes surprise your partner and go, wow, I, I've never seen you in that light before that's a good thing. And I think that's what keeps romance fresh and exciting 
over the long haul to where, you know, you know, you're years in and you, you're close to them physically and you still get that, that chemical reaction. Like you feel like, you know, your skin is on fire, you know, like, Oh, you just, well, you know, I, I, I think that that's a really important thing to keep going if you can. And, yeah, um, and I think as we know only too well that, you know, when, when you really taken the time to kind of really connect and that kind of grows, that person just becomes more and more attractive. It's a bit like when you really get to know somebody and you realize how, unattractive they are oh it kills it oh yeah it's amazing how quickly they become really unattractive physically that you look yeah. at that and go i'm not attracted to this person you're as ugly as fuck yeah they could be they could be great looking great looking but yeah. absolutely repulsive repugnant yeah yeah, oh, yeah. really interesting but i mean you know but it's just that natural kind of click and connection I mean I think even you and I have it I mean often we are saying the same thing at the same yeah. time you know yeah. it's, it's just you know it's that rapport and that just that you know click with somebody it's like anybody you know it's that can come into your life but I think when it comes to a relationship I mean that's just incredibly superficial if you're just purely going to go on how someone looks or what you know what their body part looks like or if they've got good tits or I mean that's just ridiculous I just don't well, I mean, just, the best the best relationships are like the best friendships they are friendships yes. at the end of the day yeah uh, we've become my fellow and myself we have become the other one's best friend we you know what i mean like you know if someone will appreciate that disgustingly dark joke it'll be the other one or if someone will get that i'm upset or whatever it is you know that you can turn to them and you're safe to do so. And so I think the core of a really strong and amazing romantic relationship has to be a friendship. You cannot love someone or be in love with someone that you don't genuinely like. You have yeah. to like this person, respect them, uh, you know, value their opinion. Yes. And um so I just don't see how anyone could start off and not to, not only that but the <laughs> I, look, I love men's bodies, but from an objective standpoint, many penises are very ridiculous looking. <laughs> you know, like, when you're in love with somebody, you're like, oh my God, it's gorgeous, you know, and the same for fannies and the same for boobies and the same for bums. I mean, yeah. like objectively speaking, when you just dissect it like a lab rat, <laughs> yeah, that's actually really fucking goofy looking. And when you, you know, like, well, you know, when you when you really are, you know, really truly in love with somebody, you just want to eat them whole. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you find the whole package? Yes. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I just think that this naked attraction show is just absolute garbage, and I think it's, I think it, it's actually. I'm going to go really out on a limb here and you're going to think maybe I'm bonkers. <laughs> I think it's that kind of crap being thrown in the faces of the youth. Yeah. That degrades society over time. I said yeah. it 20 years ago when I was a very, very young woman. I was only 21 and reality TV was becoming a thing and the Kardashians were starting to pop up. And I was like, no, like there are people that behave that way and that's fine. Mm. But we don't have to have it in our homes, on our tellies, where our teenagers and children can see it, where they think that that's normal and yeah. acceptable. Yeah. You know, we're going just the most base form of entertainment. I mean, like back, I mean, back in the days of the Romans in the Colosseum, they, they used to vomit at shows. You know, they used to like, they had what were called vomitoriums. And it was where the 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 people in the audience at a play or a show or a circus or whatever lions and romans they had so much food they were so gluttonous and they were pigging out so much and stuffing themselves and they had so much booze that they would absolutely and granted again modern day society how many times have people on a night out puked it's not like uncommon in modern day society again it goes back to our, our very beginnings as humans overdoing it overindulging and making complete fucking tits of ourselves and then suddenly 
you're vomiting all over the place. Like, so I mean, I don't know why I expect suddenly as time goes on for people to have more class. I, I, I'm probably fighting a losing battle, but I just think, I just think just crap TV all the time. Most of it being crap. It just crap begets more crap. Yes. Yes. And I think my show is less bonkers than yours. No, your show <laughs> sounds like fucking like eight out of 10 cats. Or so. It's like countdown. It's fucking, no, your show is practically like, what is it called? A university challenge where I mean, oh, your show, it's a bunch of brainiacs on your show compared to this crap that I found. Yeah. Well, listen, um, I'm going to, over the next week, I'm going to check out this married at first sight. And I will report back to you what I really think. Um, maybe I'm still being a bit too harsh on it because I think it's shite as well. I think it's a slightly classier version of shite than the program I'm talking about, which I can't even watch. I, I really, I can't watch it. Well, I'm um, going to do research on that one. I'm going to be looking at that at naked attraction and seeing what I think because I have not watched it. So I'm going to give that a look today. And Okay. Yeah, and <laughs> well, do you my have- you have been warned my darling (laughs) all right listen from county louth i will say goodbye to you and our probably now probably about 10 listeners because we probably lost a few after this one today jody (laughs) (laughs) all right you go do your homework on naked attraction and i'll go do my homework on married at first sight and we will reconvene in a week and uh we'll talk about some other stuff but we'll we'll start back with this uh, topic and see if we've changed our minds at all yeah right bye bye